0: I got one life, got a made up mind, one time to live, one time to die, I gotta make my one count. One life, got a made up mind, one time to live, One time to die. I got to make my one count. One life. Praise the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to One Life with Tay Love via MadeUpMind.com. I thank you so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to share this podcast. If at any time you feel, hey, man, this was a great word. Not about me, but about what we're discussing and going over. If you think there's one, two, or three people that you know could uh, be benefited from this, then please share this podcast. Please share this podcast. You have a cell phone, a smartphone, a tablet. You have a smartphone or some type of tablet or device, laptop, computer, and you are connected to the world. You can get this thing and spread it around the world. If you got people deployed, you got people overseas. Share this podcast with people you know who could use this word in their life. As you are inspired, do accordingly so. Welcome to this podcast. This is. Children According to God Part 3. This may be the final one, but we will go. If it goes long, we'll make another one. It's no problem. We, we just want to walk through the Word. We want to take our time with God's Word. We take time for ball games. We sit for hours and watch it. If it go into overtime and double overtime, we'll watch it. If, he, if there's a series of, of movies, we'll watch the first, the second, the third, the fourth. If there's a movie marathon, we'll sit and watch, you know, 10 o'clock 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. You know, we do all of these things. We'll sit through the practice of our child for three, four hours and seven times or, you know, eight times a month, whatever. But when it come to God' word, please make it short. Please only 15 minutes. Please, if you go past 25 minutes, you going too long. Please hurry up. I got other stuff to do and so on and so forth. Shame, shame, shame. We don't have time to go there. Let's get into the word of God. You're listening to the One Life Podcast. This episode is called Children According to God, part three. We left off talking about being immature as an adult. Point number three was going about adult life in the outer man with the inner man being childish, feeble, and foolish, brings a life of misery we discuss a lot of things but one of them is who told us that we should do the things that we do where did it come from the philosophies and ideologies of the world principalities powers the rulers of the darkness of this world spiritual wickedness in high places Ephesians 6:12). the philosophies and rudiments of the world and not according to Christ Colossians chapter 2 And so on and so forth. Where did these come from? Because when we read the Bible, we don't get those things. That's kind of where we left off. Let's begin this podcast with the fourth point in our children according to God. Point number four is there is no basis for 18 years old that constitutes the commencement of manhood or womanhood in the Bible. In other words... 18 years old as the magic number that makes somebody an adult, we don't get that from the Bible. Here is what we know. God has put a biological clock in his human being that runs its course according to how he made us and not according to our intellect or those so-called professionals, and all the professionals now, you might as well throw all those alphabets down and flush them down the toilet. The APA, the, the, the Medical Association, the Psychological Association of America. Those are the same entities that are putting gas on the fire of the LGBTQIA2S plus movement and more. Those are the same agencies that tell you and me as parents, oh, spanking doesn't work those are the same agencies that try to lock you up and put you in jail if you slap your child upside the head in my generation a slap upside the head was as common as a smartphone it, it, you can get slapped up hey that was that was what it was okay it wasn't gonna kill you because it doesn't look fluffy and nice now they want to throw you in jail okay ain't nobody saying nothing about the kids breaking their ribs playing football Ain't nobody breaking and going into no game, arresting coaches because a child sprained their ankle during practice. When's the last time you heard of somebody getting their ribs broke from a healthy beatdown from their daddy? You ain't heard of that, but it's okay. You can injure yourself and be medically jacked up for six months because of a sport. But I can't rock that head uh, and you think about it the rest of the day. I can't do that as a father. Anyway... So God has put a biological clock in the human being that runs this course according to how he made us and not according to the intellect. In other words, children change according to how they were made. Children don't change according uh, to the latest author in a book. Uh, Here's what I'm saying. I, I said God put a biological clock. That means children develop chemically mentally emotionally physically according to god and not man this next statement these next few things are going to shock some of you i want you to know this is a disclaimer i am in no way in the slightest way i am not condoning pedophilia i am not condoning what they call minor attracted I ain't condoning none of that. Let me read to you, according to what I just said, the biological clock in God's human. You can look this up online. Child marriage is currently legal in 44 states. Only Delaware, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island have set the minimum age at 18 and eliminated all exceptions. And 20 U.S. states do not require any minimum age for marriage with a parental or judicial waiver. Translation, a lot of states in the United States say that you can get married before 18 years old. Yes, most of them you're going to need a parent's consent or some type of judicial waiver. You gonna go through. You're going to need to go through some legalities as a parent to have your child married off, etc. But the point I'm saying is, child marriage can happen and does happen in the United States of America. I'm a wrap. Trust me, I got my ingredients on the table. Don't think I'm lost, or don't think I'm trying to lose you. Just follow me. Follow me, because again, we're talking about what constitutes. Being a man or being a woman, okay? Puberty is the time in life when a boy or girl becomes sexually mature. It is a process that usually happens between ages 10 and 14 for girls and ages 12 to 16 for boys. It causes physical changes and affects boys and girls differently. All that pretty much says is your body's going to change Between 10 and 14, if you're a girl, and between 12 and 16, if you're a boy. Who aside, who created, who crafted, who architected, if I can say it that way, the change to take place in you biologically? God did. Man don't have no say in that. We all know towards the end of elementary or the beginning of middle school, the boys and girls are a little different. Yes, they're not interested in Legos and teddy bears, not really at that point. They're interested in attraction, girl, he cute, and all that stuff. Where does that come from? Okay, that's called puberty. That's something that God put in males and females. And by definition, that means they are becoming sexually mature. Well, what does that mean? Sexually mature simply means you are capable of having children. The reproductive organs in your body are now able to reproduce. That's all it means. It don't mean oh start running through girls and boys and you know you know increasing fornication and sexual immorality. That's not what sexually mature means. It just means ding. The organs are ready. That's. The, I'll just leave it at that. So listen to this. Jews, Mormons, Muslims, and the Amish are examples of belief systems with countercultural systems. Again, I'm comparing everything to the United States. If you look at America, ain't nobody thinking, hey, this person is an adult when you're 12. If you look at America, nobody's thinking, hey, this person is a man at 13. Nobody's really thinking that way. The American system, although the body is sexually mature, although the biology suggests these are boys and girls that are capable of reproducing, America says, no, I don't want to grow up because if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. That's what America says. Nothing wrong with that. But remember, we're talking about children according to God. So why did God put reproductive organs in babies? Why does God make those reproductive organs ready as early as 10 years old? Let's read the Bible. Acts 4, 31 through 37. Look at this system according to God's word, because that's what we're talking about. Jews, Mormons, Muslims and the Amish are examples of belief systems with counter cultural systems in place. Again, they're just an example. And I know we could pick that apart and say and talk about the ills and woes of those things. But this is not we don't have time for that. Acts 4, 31 through 37. King James. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles were net was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and the and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet. Acts 4, 31 through 37, King James Version. Now, listen, the point is this. That was the beginning of a system that was countercultural to how we do things in America today. Keep following me. I promise. Again, these are some of the ingredients on the table. I'm not going to lose you. I don't want you to be lost at all. But again, let's keep reading about what is the mark of manhood or womanhood and what systems do these things again just follow me let's go next door acts 5 11 through 16 king james and great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and they were all with one accord in solomon's porch and of the rest durst no man join himself to them but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Acts five eleven through sixteen, King James Version. Folks, this is simply supporting countercultural systems. That uh, that are in place And a good example of those are Jews, Mormons, Muslims and the Amish Which we're going to expound in just a little bit But let me read to you one more verse This is Tay Love preaching Jesus the Christ If you have just tuned in You are listening to One Life with Tay Love Via MadeUpMind.com I say it again I gotta keep saying this Please take your smartphone And share this link With two or three people you can put God's word and circulate it around the world with a few clicks. God bless you and may he inspire you to do that. One more verse in support of this, Genesis 11, 1 through 6. Look at this. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly, thoroughly. And they, and they had brought and they had brick for stone and slime and had they for mortar. So brick and slime, they begin to build verse four. And they said, go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name. Lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had built. Children of men built it. Verse six is the punchline, folks. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do Genesis 11 1 through 6 King James Version folks what I have just read are the scriptures that let us look into briefly and on a surface way the culture of Jews Mormons Muslims and the Amish Mormons the just about the entire state of Utah is Mormon country almost the Mormon capital of the whole wide world. There is not a sector of life where Mormonism is not the dominant influence in Utah, the schools, the grocery store, the neighborhoods, the government, all the policies that are made. Everything is in light of or through the lens of Mormonism. How is this going to affect the Mormon, et cetera? Mormons have a lot of say in that country. So that's a system that, hey, they do things different. Now, this was started by Joseph Smith as early as 1820. We don't have time to go into that. But this brother was in the closet and pretty much came out into the world and said, hey, I'm God's prophet. And he started a new religion, another testament of Jesus Christ. We don't have time. There are plenty of documentaries that tell you all about Mormonism. But you know what I can respect about Mormons? As they are going about their business and they don't care if the world don't like it they're not looking at the world they're looking at how they can advance and perpetuate and grow Mormonism it is the same thing with Jews it is the same thing with Muslims it is the same thing with the Amish and within these four you will see a trend people are getting married young I know The thought of being 13 or 14 years old, I don't want to get married. But in America, they would say, no, you can just date around. You ain't got to get married, but it's okay to have a boyfriend. So I'm in the boyfriend bowl from 10 to 18 years old. Some people stay in the boyfriend bowl from 10 to 35 years old. Is that God will? Did God put reproductive organs in us to start changing inside of our body and we put away the teddy bears and the Legos and GI Joes and and remote control cars and now we're looking at bra straps and all types of stuff as men? Is 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 it his will for you to stay in that bowl for 25 years? God wants you to stay there for 25 years and go from Josie to Jennifer to Jackie to Jessica to Jalen. And you done ran through 25 or 30 different girls in a 25 year period. Is that God will? Is that why he put the reproductive organs in us? Is that why he make us sexually mature? Well, that's what most people in America would say. That's what Christian parents would say. Christian parents will say, hey, Mikey, it's okay for you to have a girlfriend. Bring her to church. And so if Mikey touch on his girl 40 hours a week at school, but he brings her to church on Sunday, then mama think, they all right. It's all right. I can't start on that. I can't go there. That's what Americans do. So instead of, hey, your body's changing. Let me because I know your body changing like the Jews, the Mormon, the Amish or the Muslim. Let me prepare you for marriage according to the biological clock so that, hey, if you get that feeling like Marvin Gaye, say, and a whole bunch of other uh, R&B songs, you don't have to fornicate. You don't have to be a career fornicator. You can just get married. Okay. Because you are going to help the body of Christ advance. You're going to help the kingdom of God grow, etc., etc. And me reading those texts to you in Acts 4, Acts 5, and Genesis 11 show you the power of when a system is in complete agreement. If you don't want to marry young and go the way of the Amish, the Muslim, the Mormon, the Jew, when it comes to these cultural things, then go do something else. However, if you in a system that's countercultural, like I said, you can go ahead and advance God kingdom. Because, again, as we said, there is no basis for 18 years old that constitutes the commencement of manhood or womanhood in the Bible. So because you are a career fornicator, that does not make you a man because you are a career fornicator. That does not make you a woman. Once you are sexually mature and your reproductive organs are ready, the next logical thing to do is for you to be prepared to exercise the things that you feel uh, in marriage. I know that's a very strong opinion. Again, I am not telling you that, hey, minor attracted is cool. I am not condoning pedophilia. That is not what we're talking about here. We're simply talking about how God created the human being and what constitutes manhood or womanhood. Because in Africa and India and in a lot of Asian places and, you know, various parts of the world, even in Mexico, you know, they have arranged marriages in Latin America because they, too, understand, hey, you can have children. You can start a family. You can be married. Now, let me read to you a couple of verses because I know when it comes to America, it's it's better to kind of play around with your life for a couple of decades than to be serious about your life. That's what Americans say. So let me read a couple of verses for the naysayers or people that think, man, this dude must be in the closet and he gets his consultation out of a bucket at the zoo. Well, let me read this verse to you. Matthew 26, 41, King James. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So as a parent, watch and pray that you prepare your children to be married and to do the mature things in life according to their age and not enter into temptation to take your child, your boy or your girl, your son or daughter and say, you can now be of a a career fornicator. Just come to church. Mark 1438 King James Version. Watch ye and pray lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Any time is something of God, word and truth. God's spirit, his word is always ready. This is exactly why God put kings on the throne when they were kids, according to Americans. David shouldn't have became anointed king at 15, according to Americans. Children who are 15 years old, they they should still be playing in career, advancing their fornication career, according to Americans and Christians, too. Romans 8, 6, King James Version. I read it the last time, the last episode. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I'm going to tell you right now. If my son came to me and said, hey. You know, I'm 16. I want to get married. Why, son? We sit down and talk about it. Yada, yada, yada. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Now, as a as a father, of course, rearing my son, I would be preparing him as much as possible. What can he know before 16? You know, well, look at the Amish. They, they they have kids stop doing school at 13 and start learning trades, work. The boys go learn a trade and learn how to work. The girls go learn how to cook, sew and things of being a wife and a mother. I know that's frowned upon in America. Oh, you're ruining your childhood. I just read to you sometime at some point in this series that childhood and youth are vanity. So back in my day, and I don't know if they have this in school anymore, they used to have a class called Home Mech. And in Home Mech, you learn stuff. You learn how to fix stuff. You learn, uh, you could take shop. You could take welding. You learn how to cook. You learn how to sew. The, the girls learned they would walk around with this baby and these uh, little pregnancy things where they would put it on and attach, strap it on and see how it feels to be pregnant and all that kind of stuff. There are many things that we could say. And many opinions, we can kick around. But to me, that was shedding light on, hey, this is reality. This is adulthood. This is what it's like to be mature. Okay. And when you look at the Amish, that's exactly what they do. They sit here and show, hey, all right, you've learned enough. Now, if you say, hey, Taylor, you are out of your mind for saying what you're saying. All right. Well, I was in the military roughly five years in the Tennessee Army National Guard. And you know what I learned? I was 29 years old when I enlisted. So I already had done college. You know what I learned about the ASVAB test? The test that all Department of Defense branches have people take in order to be considered for the military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and even the Coast Guard. The ASVAB test is only according to an eighth grade education level. What does that tell you? Even the government say, I know you educated beyond the eighth grade, but all we need in order to mold and shape you the way we want to is the eighth grade. I remember my drill sergeant saying he had a whole bunch of expletives, but he would say, you don't even have to think. You just have to do what I tell you to do. And he's right. Don't get ahead of me. Don't get behind me. Just focus on what I tell you to do. Yes, drill sergeant. And look at the military. With an eighth grade education, they're able to take thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, several points in a year, and make our Department of Defense for this country the greatest Do you get my point? They're not looking at, oh, you're 17 years old. You are still a career fornicator and you're still a child. No, they're saying, look, that's an able-bodied person with enough brain for us to work with to be in our military. That's what I'm saying. So let me continue reading 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 16, King James Version. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, But the spirit, which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned, but he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judge of no man for who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Folks, I just read to you. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 16. I like the question at the end. For who have known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? How dare we tell God, Lord, take these reproductive organs out of babies. Lord, stop the chemistry from the boy and the girl when they tend. Stop it, Lord. Take it away, Lord. Take it away in Jesus' name, Lord. Let them be career fornicators, and Lord, let them love Disneyland and Nickelodeon, and let them play, Lord. How dare we instruct God? God is saying, you foolish human who is carl-minded, I am creating human beings for eternal purposes. We need to produce as many people as possible as soon as possible and rear them in the things of God as deep and as rich as possible because, as the Bible would say in Revelation 22, time is short. Behold, I am coming quickly. The mission of Jesus hasn't changed. He is seeking to save that which is lost. God sees a world that's perishing apart from him. God is saying, get your mind on my mind so we can do this thing together and I can redeem as much of humanity as I can before I destroy the world because of sin. That's the bread and butter of every single day. And so I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that playing is wrong. The Bible tells us Ecclesiastes 3, hey, there's a time to work and there's a time to play. I'm not saying that at all. I am talking simply about systems. And again, there is no basis for 18 years old that constitutes the commencement of manhood or womanhood in the Bible. There are various other cultures that have a rites of passage for boys. They get these boys thinking about manhood for real when they 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. They're not sitting playing games either. They rearing these boys according to where they going. Listen, you're going to be a man. Let me bring you this way. Let's show you this way. Not to be a career fornicator and a big professional player as far as Legos, video games, or whatever kids do today. Let's read it again. 1 Corinthians 3, 1-3 through three, King James. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Why? For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men. Ooh, Paul the apostle is peeling the banana all the way. Here's a few questions, because I know I love God's word. I like talking about God's word, and I love just sharing and conversing and discoursing God's word. Think about this. Do you agree that it is better for a boy or girl to fancy the fields, the fiery fields of fornication or get married? Do you agree that it is better for a boy or a girl to fancy the fiery fields of fornication or get married? If we only looked at the scriptures, what reasoning would we walk away with? Isaiah one eighteen through twenty King James says, "Come now and let us reason together," saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow; though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. For if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. God said, come, let us reason together. Let's read this next verse because this is going to go uh, even brighter and bigger when it comes to illuminating. What is manhood? What is adult or womanhood? And what should we be gearing uh, our children towards because of how they're made? Not according to what we think or how we think, indefinitely, not according to the world. This is Tay Love. You're listening to the One Life Podcast with Tay Love via MadeUpMind.com. Please share, 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 share. Share this podcast, folks. We got to get the word out. God can use you to be a courier, a carrier of his word, simply by you having a smartphone. Let us continue to read. This is 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 2, and then verses 7 through 9, King James Version. Now concerning the things whereof he wrote unto me, It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband where's boyfriend where's girlfriend where's boo thing? where's baby daddy where's baby mama god don't say that we don't get that from the bible let us keep reading first corinthians 7 7 through 9 for i would that all men were even as myself but every man had his proper gift from God, one after this manner and another after that. Paul is saying, look, I would that all y'all be single, but everybody can't do it. So if you do not have the gift of singleness, here is his instruction. Verse eight, I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide, even as I stay by yourself. Verse nine, but if they cannot contain... Let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. Other translations say, amplify, it is better to marry than to be aflame and tormented with ungratified desire. The biological clock in you as a 10, 11, 12-year-old boy or girl begins to change, and when it changes, when it changes, you experience at some point something called burning. This is why uh, other cultures create systems that put these human beings in the place where, hey, they can get married versus Americans. Their version of that is saying, hey, be a career fornicator. Just come to church. As a matter of fact, you can bring that boyfriend or girlfriend over to my house and be in a separate room, and we're going to go to Bible study later this week. Y'all can go on up there because that's your boyfriend or that's your girlfriend. Listen, folks. Jesus Christ is Lord of my life, which means he's Lord of my house, which in turn means he's Lord over everybody in my house. That's what I'm saying. Let's keep going. (laughs) Question. What are our children raised to prepare for? So you may say, oh man, we ain't doing nothing like the Mormons, the Amish, the Jews, or the Muslim. We gonna do something different. Okay. All right. Well, what are our children raised to prepare for? What worldviews are being formed in the minds of children today? What values are children being conditioned to cherish? What priorities are children learning based on the examples given by their parents? What priorities are children learning based on the examples given by their parents? How will these things add or take away from the church the kingdom of God and the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Yes, those are some loaded questions. They are there for you to ponder and consider. 2 Corinthians thirteen five says, Let a man examine himself as to whether he is in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. Ladies and gentlemen, At the end of the day, children, according to God, is not children, according to man. Children, according to God, is not children, according to the world. Children, according to God, may very well be children, not according to you. So we have to look at God word carefully and line up now, line up right now. Why? Time is ticking. Remember the days, the evil days for your children to come and if they don't follow Jesus, the Bible says the evil days will come and they will take no pleasure in them. You have the power as a parent to turn the tide and that's going to take us to part four of children according to God and we're going to wrap that series up Well, we leave you and conclude with some very, very powerful things that will help you where you are now. It don't matter if your child is eight or if your child is 16 years old. You still have a chance to do what thus saith the Lord and raise your children according to God. This is Taylor preaching Jesus the Christ. You're listening to the One Life podcast via madeupmind.com. Again, I say again, please share this podcast, subscribe. You have the power and the opportunity with a smartphone to simply click, copy, paste, share this thing to two or three people you feel that could be blessed, enriched, and empowered, encouraged by God to do what thus saith the lord we are a people who are to be prepared for him that's all i have for right now god bless you thank you for listening thank you for sharing until next time disciples make disciples one life, one death, one take disciples take disciples